Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Beware the Board, a horror podcast where we watch a randomly selected horror movie every week. I'm Bob. I'm Ben. Holy crap, Ben. We did it. Yeah. Woo! Another episode. Oh, I was yeah. wondering what you Yeah, I'm you just excited we that we're recording another episode. That's all. Yeah. It's an achievement in and of itself, I'm currently. so excited when we record a new episode, especially at... Don't say it. No, no, no. We're not. We're not ruining <laughs> the illusion to the audience. Okay. What illusion? There's an illusion there. They don't know what's up. Can I tell them? <laughs> no. Oh. Okay. Sorry, guys. Moving on. Bob's a spoils board. <laughs> oh my god. What a good start. Um. No, I'm just excited to be recording because we're coming up on the end of the season, Ben. Yeah, we have. Uh, Two spots left. Two spots left. And two categories. So basically a spot per category. A spot per category, and then we got the wrap-up coming up, and I am hyped for that because I think my category is sick. Woo! (laughs) (sighs) Anything? Huh? I've been too busy to really think about my category. So like, unlike normal where I'm really excited. Yeah. Well, it took me a while to pick mine this this time. I guess I'll go with that. I was going to ask, anything new with you this week, Ben? Any updates? Anything interesting? I don't really have anything. I finally finished all the papers I had to write. That's true. For school this semester. I'm so glad you're finally done. I wanted to die. It was so bad. Yeah, it looked rough, man. I felt so bad. I basically had to do a 10-page paper every other day. (laughs) Not worth it. I'm sorry. But some days I had to write multiple like, on Sunday, I wrote two. Whoa, you wrote two after you left my house? Yes. Did we record? No. Did we? I don't remember now. But anyway, yeah. You know <laughs> how I could tell you were so swamped? You Normally, like, you'd message me, like, a couple times or something and, like, send me stuff for the podcast. I've been having to ask you for stuff because you just haven't had time to do it. I like, did. I've done it. I, I just know. haven't been sending it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like normally, it's like, oh, I have the thing I need, but sometimes I'm like, I gotta ask Ben for this thing. Bob's referring that's not to our thumbnails for the YouTube videos. Yeah, Ben makes the thumbnails and some other stuff, and like sends it to me. But yeah, I understand the basics of photo editing software. I don't. So I barely know how to edit this podcast. That's not true. I kind of know what's up. Well, right now he barely knows how to edit it. That's true. I would say that's fair enough. We're filming. Filming. Oh. We forgot the visuals, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, we're recording audio right now in Audition, not yeah. to be confused with the uh, 1999 movie Audition. Very good film. Which we also recorded in Audition. That is true. Which was not confusing at all. No. Uh, <laughs> but Bob never uses Audition. He always uses Audacity because it's free, and also he had to learn how to do it for when he was in uh, StageCraft. Yeah, when I used to edit sound for uh, school, and for projects and stuff, I always used Audacity because it was A, it was free, and B, I just knew how to use it. Yeah, and in this case, when Bob says school, he he makes himself sound less professional than he is. He should really say, like, like college or producing like well, place. Well, uh, technically, I was an audio engineer. I know, but when you say, like, school, everyone's like, ah, high school. <laughs> no, like, I managed entire stage productions. Yeah, see, that's, that pain. sounds more impressive. It is more impressive, but... So say that, say it a different way. Okay, okay. Not right now. Not right now. Anyway, we're using a different program because I looked at Ben and said, I'm about to do something a little goofy. Don't worry about it. And then when I opened this, Ben went, what the fuck are we doing? Well, because <laughs> you have to understand, 
about five minutes ago, uh, Bob took some ibuprofen because the, for the whole half an hour he was setting up, he was raging around his room with a migraine. So, yeah, he was setting up this software that I know makes him, um, I'm going to say, infuriated because does he doesn't understand how it works. me off. While having brain hurting issues. Yeah. So it just didn't seem like a great idea. Yeah, Still well, doesn't seem like a great idea. It's working. I haven't had... We look, it works. Yeah, but... We're recording. I don't, don't know if it doesn't work until the end. Oh, man. You just... <laughs> if we get to the end of this and some... Look, okay. This is one of those recording sessions where I know we're both a little uh, out of it. If something goes wrong, I'm going to flip my shit. I will not. My I'm not in a good place right now. Because of this, because of this shit, I'm gonna lose it. It's gonna make me so angry. I tell you, while we're out of it, Bob said I wasn't allowed to. <laughs> yeah, I told you you couldn't. Yeah, I just I haven't had a good time. Like last night, I spent so long editing. Re- yeah, the episode's out. Reanimator. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, episode's I guess out. It came out last week. Yeah, it came out last week. Illusion. Um. <laughs> and yeah, I. Yeah, because you're editing it last night. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I don't fucking care. <laughs> anyway, I've just been having a really bad time with programs lately. They've been pissing me off. <laughs> so that's what that's all this is coming you out off, to. Bob? You're such an angry little man. I'm not angry. I'm, first of all, don't call me a little man. I'm taller than you. Second of all. You keep telling yourself that, Bob. Second of all, I'm not angry. <laughs> I I'm can look straight ahead and I'm like, where are you? <laughs> Where'd you go? Don't you dare act like I'm short. I'm not short. You're not short. I'm just tall. You're not. Oh, well, no. I'm taller than you, but I'm not like super tall. Yeah, you're not taller than me. I'm taller than you anyway. Um, so short thing I think you've ever seen. <laughs> I want to see you sit next to my other friend who's like actually really short. I want to see what the I want to see what it looks like. What are we talking? Like legal little person? No, not legal little person. But what he's five ten. Uh, we no, it's five four, right? Four. It was four five something. Four eleven? Yeah. No, four ten's the cutoff. Four ten. And someone That's we know is four eleven is almost a little person. I think that was um. It was somebody. I don't remember who. No. McKinney. I don't want to say names because I don't really want to. Oh, I just said a name. Oh, no. She's too tall. Right? I I, I thought that's who it was. Is it? N- <laughs> Bob's mm. like, maybe. For anyone who doesn't know, I pointed upstairs because there's someone here right now. There is someone here right now. And listen, her last name. Appropriate. Okay. It's a synonym for little. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyhow. Let's let's actually get to the podcast part of the podcast and stop fucking rambling like yeah, lunatics. God damn, Bob. So, Finally going to get there. Oh, my Lord. So we have uh, two categories left. Yeah, we have a spot in Wild Wild West and a spot in J-Horror. Mmm, Benjamin. What did I say last week? I said what? Save J-Horror for last? Am I correct on saying that? Uh, that Am is I... what you said last week. Wink, <laughs> wink. I hate you so much. <laughs> you already ruined the illusion, you bastard. No, I didn't. Maybe no one caught <laughs> you it. You yelled at me for not ruining the illusion, and then you were like, you know what? I was editing that week, that, re- that episode that released last week, you know, yesterday night. Yeah, well, whatever. Anyway, I said I want to end with J-Horror. I'm sticking to my guns, so I'm choosing the Wild Wild West, Benjamin. All right, buckaroo. I'm scared. Today, we're going to be watching... Ravenous. Oh no! Bob's like, oh no! Oh no! What is this? Ravenous, huh? Um, I kind of wish you had said Tremors, but I know that's not allowed. That's like a neo. I know. I Western. just really want to watch Tremors. Also, that's 
entirely a uh, creature feature, and it's a good one too. It's a very good. I love Tremors. I love it so much. So cool. Got a plan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Description. Union soldiers to the rescue. Oh, whoa. Hold on. This is set during the Civil War? No, but like, I mean, there's Union soldiers now. I guess that's true. I guess I was just assuming Union, Confederacy, Civil War. Union soldiers. Okay. This sounds interesting. I think it's in like the 1870s. So just after the Civil War. Because Civil War ended in 1863, I think. That's right. So, yeah, just just post-Civil War, a couple years after. Anyways, uh, length's an hour and 41 minutes long. It's rated R. Okay. Our review score is IMDb, 6.9 out of 10. Okay. Tomato meter, 51%. Oh. Audience score, 78. Okay. Okay, people like it. People like it more than critics. Looks great for us. (laughs) Looks uh, looks interesting. Awards. Uh, It has one win and six nominations. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one win is from the first Americans in the Arts Awards in 2000. It was an award to Sheila Tuzzi for outstanding performance by an actress in supporting role film. All right. Did you say what year this came out? No. What year did this come out? Is that a spoiler? Am I, mean, I allowed to ask? Do you think it's a spoiler? I don't know. That's why I'm asking. I don't know why it'd be a spoiler. I don't know either. Uh, 1999. 1999. Okay. I was just curious. Ravenous. I the name is interesting because my initial thought when I hear the name is cannibals. And I'm like, well, cannibals round two. This ain't gonna be no bone tomahawk. Sorry, buddy. But <laughs> yeah. God, he got <laughs> annihilated. Not gonna get eaten this time. Yeah. <laughs> Notable actors. Guy Pierce as Captain John Boyd. Well, that name is really familiar. Yeah, you should know him. He's in uh Iron Man three. He's uh Aldrich Killian. No. Did you ever see Iron Man 3? Uh, probably not. Oh. That's Is there the anything else he's in? With the extremists. Well, I didn't write anything else he's in. Because I figured <laughs> you'd know that movie because it's a Marvel movie and it's like one of the four films you've watched that isn't a horror movie. Yeah, no, I've never seen Iron Man 3. Okay. It's better than Iron Man 2. That's true. Iron Man 2 was bad. I saw Iron Man 2. Skip 3. Uh, Robert Carlyle as Colonel Ives, F.W. Uh, Colquhoun. Uh, he's played Begbie in Train Spotting. Good movie. I've heard that's good. I haven't seen it. David Arquette. <laughs> oh my God, he's in everything as now. As Private Cleaves. Uh, we last saw him on this podcast as Purvis in Bone Tomahawk. Jesus Christ, David Arquette makes his fucking return. We actually just saw him in the Wild Wild West category. Yeah, I'm just what I'm talking about, man. A he's certain everywhere. amount of weeks ago. I think that was 20, a while ago. 25? Was that 25? Yeah, it was 25. Yeah. I think, yeah. He's also, and this is something famous he's in that isn't a horror movie. Okay. Uh, he played Rob Geller in Never Been Kissed. Don't know that where, one. Where uh, he starred alongside another, you know, Scream star, Drew Barrymore. Is Drew Barrymore in horror movies? She was in Scream. Oh, was she? Didn't know that. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> Jeremy Davies as Private Toffler. Uh, he's played Corporal Upham and Saving Private Ryan. Oh, I've heard that movie is so good. Never seen it. Jeffrey Jones <laughs> as Colonel Hart. Why are you giving me that look? I thought you were going to say Jeffrey Combs. <laughs> you started not. You started Jeffrey, and I was like, my God, he's not in this too. Not to be confused with uh, a special man who believes uh, there's certain chemicals in the water. <laughs> oh, well, that, that's true. This could, yeah. 
That's why I thought you were giving me a look. No, no, I was not. This is one of the rare opportunities where you'll know uh, Jeff, like this actor, Jeffrey Jones. Oh, in another role. Okay. And technically, it's a horror movie we haven't watched on this podcast that you actually like. Oh. I assume you like. You have to like this movie. Uh, he plays Charles in Beetlejuice. I've never seen Beetlejuice. Oh my God, Bob! I've never seen it. My dad loves it. I've You're never a bastard, seen it. Bastard man. I've I never seen, seen Beetlejuice. Nope. Because Bob's Remember, seen like Rocky Horror. I love Rocky Horror. And he loves that movie. I and do I was love like, it. you know what's in like the exact same kind of style? Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Uh, no, Abby loved Beetlejuice, and she used to bitch at me because I'd never seen it. Oh, yeah, I'm distinctly remembering this Yep. Now. She used to get so mad at me because I hadn't seen Beetlejuice. It's so good. I've heard it's good. Uh, no, he plays the the dad of Nona Ryder's character. I haven't seen it, so I wouldn't. For interested. No. <laughs> uh, John Spencer is General Slauson. Uh, he plays Leo McGarry from The West Wing. It was on like, oh. 1999, the 2006. He yeah, was that like, was the um, 155 episode. The presidential drama, right? Yep. Yeah. Said in the West Wing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Steven Spinella as Knox. He's played Lieutenant Chad and the most, and I'm going to be honest, no reason film ever, Rubber. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch it. It's just a film of no reason. I know. I do want to watch it, though. Like that's That's a plot point in the movie. I've never seen it. Oh. It's it's bizarre. I I'm aware. Not even because of the the premise. The, the premise. That's actually fairly normal. Well, yeah. It's everything else about that movie that's bizarre. Really? Interesting. Yeah, and I don't want to spoil it to give it away. But if you've never seen Rubber and you're listening to this, I'm not sure if I'd recommend it. Well, yeah, it's a movie about killer tires. Not killer tires. Well, a killer tire. Oh, I it's thought just it was one. Oh, it's no, just it's one? just one. Yeah. I thought it was more than one, like yeah. Killer Tomatoes. Yeah, no, it's just one. Just one? Hell um, yeah. If, if that sounds interesting, know that it's a, it's a weird movie. Like, I wouldn't say it's good. It's definitely worth a watch, mm. if that sounds interesting. <laughs> but it's not good because of the premise. Like, it's not the movie you'd expect it to be when you go, oh, Killer Tire. Really? Like, you expect, okay. like... Killer Tomatoes, I am. Ooh. Yeah, that's literally what I was thinking. Yeah, that's not what it is. That's wild. It's okay. A, it's a weird, I, I don't want to say artsy, but kind of See, almost. See, I, I know a film is strange when you call it weird. Not to say anything about you, but like you have a very, what's the word? I feel like you find a lot of weird stuff pretty normal because you've seen a lot of films, right? And you can have like a frame of reference. So when you call something weird, I know it has to be weird. Yeah. It just does some weird stuff. Not like, Weird as I watched it, I go, that was bizarre. Yeah. I go, like, these are some interesting choices you made. That was how I felt about Tetsuo. I was like, this is weird. <laughs> it's cool. Like, really cool. Weird. Neil McDonough. I think that's how you pronounce that. Uh, Mick and then D-O-N-O-U-G-H. Yeah, or McDonough. I think I've heard Donna. it both ways. I don't know. Uh, he plays Private Reich. He's also played... One of the coolest of the Howling Commandos, Timothy Dum Dum Dugan, and Captain America, the first Avenger. Mm. You know Captain America? Yeah, first I've not. You know s- the Howling Commandos? No, no, <laughs> no. Oh, I haven't seen that movie. Um, but yeah, but they're like comic books, and I haven't read those comics. Cartoons? Did you ever see like? Didn't any watch of, uh, a lot of Cap. Didn't watch Captain America cartoons. No, but he comes up like in the Avenger cartoon. Yeah, yeah, which I didn't watch. Oh. I was a Cartoon Network kid, so I watched a lot of like Code Dimkin Next Door, Billy and Mandy, 
stuff like that. Not a lot of like superhero I stuff. Mean, well, you just named Codename Kid Next Door, and that is peak superhero based. I, I guess if you're well, okay. They fight themed adult villains, Bob. <laughs> themed adult villains. Okay. It is technic. I wouldn't consider it a superhero show, but if you put it in that frame of reference, sure. They are a superhero team, kind of like the Power Rangers, and they fight adults in costumes. Yeah, and? <laughs> They're literally named one through five, and they wear different colors. Listen. Listen, I didn't make that connection. <laughs> I'd never thought about it like that. Um, No, uh, Dum Dum's the one... Uh, he wears a fedora, and he's just this big dude with, like, a walrus mustache. <laughs> he sounds funny. Yeah. Uh, he's just one of the more, like, iconic ones. Okay. Outside of Nick Fury. Well, yeah. But he's not in the Howling Commandos in the Marvel movies, I don't No, think. he's S.H.I.E.L.D., right? I could be wrong. No, so, like, basically, you know how, like, this is a side tangent. Yeah, I know. I'm not a big fan of Marvel, but I do know enough to like go on this tangent. Not really me. Um, you know how like Marvel comics are pretty old, mm-hmm. right? So when they first started a lot of timelines, it was a lot closer <laughs> to World War II. I see. So certain characters have tie-ins to World War II. Yeah, like that, Captain America. Literally fought in World War II. Yeah, but his has for a long time been like... Frozen, right? Yeah. But there's a lot of characters that have that tie into World War II that becomes more and more, I don't want to say egregious, but it becomes more of a big deal as time passes. So the classic one is Magneto, uh, who is a Holocaust survivor. Didn't know that. Yeah. Holy shit, yeah, really? Yeah. Well, that explains why he's so, man, that makes so That's much sense. That's why he's he's so anti-like. Yeah, anti-them human rounding up the mutants. Because he's like, they're going to take my kind and- mm-hmm. Do exactly what they experiment did. Experiment on us and throw us in camps, which yep. is what happens. It's just, oh yeah, uh, he's. He, I love the X. He tends to be very violent about things, which is the issue. Didn't but. know that about me. Didn't know that about Magneto though. Uh yeah, but you you understand the issue now is like, World War Two ended what eighty years ago now. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's like a very intrinsic part of that character. Makes it's sense. Kind of hard to. It's like how do we how do we deal with that. They're actually probably going to have to do something like Captain America with him, I'd assume, soon. Uh, yeah, because I think the X-Men are due for the MCU soon. Yeah, I don't know. It's just stuff like that. But uh, for, like, S.H.I.E.L.D., the original S.H.I.E.L.D. is based on, um, I, I don't know, if, like, what is it? The Strategic Homeland Intelligence, whatever. Oh, like the, the like, forerunner to the CIA? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but long story short, the Howling Commandos was, like, Captain America's, like, Squad during mm. World War Two, okay, which was like a bunch of like highly trained like soldiers. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And all of them went on to like found Shield after he disappeared. Oh, that's sick. And Nick Fury was on the squad and best friends okay. with uh, Dum Dum Dugan. <laughs> but like, obviously, that would make Nick Fury a gabillion years old. Yeah, and so they didn't do that for the MCU because he's being played by uh, you know Samuel L. Jackson. Who isn't a billion years old? That, I love that casting, by the way. Oh, it's great! But, it's fantastic. You know, not a billion years old. Yeah, it's kind of an issue. All right, uh, moving on. <laughs> Joseph Running Fox as George. He played Gray Wolf and Avenged. 
Billy Brocktrup as Lindis. He played John Irvin from NYPD Blue from 1995 to 2005. He was on 156 episodes. Holy shit. I'm assuming that's like a cop serial drama? Sure. We'll go with that. Uh, I've never seen it. There's like a bajillion of those. Yeah. Uh, Sheila Tuzzi as Martha. That's the person that got that award. Oh, yeah. Uh, She played Emma Leaphorn in Skinwalkers. Oh. As well as uh, Maggie Eagle Bear in Thunderheart. I don't want to watch Skinwalkers. That makes me uncomfortable. It was a made-for-TV movie. Ew. <laughs> that was mean. No, Skinwalkers. Oh. Not the made-for-TV movie part. Sorry. That sounded mean. Now that I think about it, I was <laughs> oohing the Skinwalker really part. No, I just, I'm not a fan of Skinwalkers. They scare uh, me. Fernando Bercerilil? Yeah, Becerril. B-E-C-E-R-R-I-L. Becerril. That's what I'm going to go with. He's... In this movie, as the Mexican commander, you didn't get a name. That's awesome. Uh, he also played one of the six Dons in The Mask of Zorro in 1998, and Don Diaz in The Legend of Zorro in 2005. So I assume Don Diaz is one of the six Dons. Probably. I haven't seen The Mask of Zorro. I've not seen a Zorro movie ever. I've seen The Legend of Zorro. That's why I, I, I noted this down. Mm, I um, see. And this is someone... I don't even know what they look like, but I wanted to mention it because it. I saw this while I was doing research for this movie, and I thought it was funny. No, it's um, interesting. No, not the last one. That's what oh, I'm about to this tell one. you. Okay. Yeah. Joseph Boyle as U.S. Blonde Soldier. He doesn't get a name. He just gets a description. Okay. Uh, but I am putting him down because uh, he has a primetime Emmy for producing Deadliest Catch. Really? Holy yeah. shit. My, uh, you know who loves that show? It's produced 166 episodes from 2015 to 2022. Holy crap. My dad loves that show. Well. So much. It's the man who got the primetime Emmy on that first season. Wow. That's cool. Uh, director Antonia Bird, which also directed Priest in 1994. Uh, the writer's Ted Griffin. Uh, he directed Ocean Eleven. Oh. 2000. I'm not directed. Wrote Ocean's Eleven. Wrote Ocean's Eleven? Okay. Uh, the 2001 uh, version. Okay. Not the original one, because apparently the 2001's a remake. Didn't know that. Yeah, the original has, like, Frank Sinatra in it. Also didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I I, I was looking at the writing credits for um, Ocean's Eleven, and I was like, yeah. huh, there's a bunch of people, but it says 1960. And I clicked, I searched it, and I was like, oh yeah, there's an original one from 1960. Didn't know that. I assumed the 2001 one was the only one. I did too. But apparently there's a 1960 one. We're young. We didn't know. It's fine. I mean, yeah, but like the the 2001 version is super famous because it spawned a bunch of sequels. Yeah. Like, are they still making Oceans movies? Uh, I don't know if they're still making them, but there was one like a couple years ago. Yeah, like one came out recently. So, you know. So, you never know. Uh, Budget, it's estimated at $12 That's a, okay. Box office. 2,062,405. Two million sixty-two thousand four hundred and five. They lost ten million dollars on this movie. It's, it's closer to like. Sorry, closer to nine. Nine and some change, but technically, if you're rounding correctly, it is hundred percent ten. Fuck. Um, that feels so bad. Country of origin, United States. I got two taglines. Okay. I'm gonna give you one of them now, and then one later, and one later if I can remember it. I'll try to remind you. Uh, the one I'm going to give you now is survival is the only option. Okay. It's pretty cool. Not bad. Uh, facts. 
So the budget isn't great, right? Like the flop, right? Yeah, it's a pretty big flop. And from what I could find, I think that has to do with a lot of issues that were happening on set. Oh. Like, oh. obviously, it could just be, like, bad movie. I'm going to say this now. haven't seen this one. I just heard of it. I was like, I want to watch that. Yeah, sure. We can watch that on the podcast. I'll just wait. So it could just be a bad movie. I hope it's not just a bad movie. I mean, movie. me too. Could you imagine how much wind is going to leave my sails if this is a bad movie? Hey, Bob, if, remember the wind? <laughs> this, this category will be the end of me. If um, we only get one fucking good movie out of this category, I'll hurt you. What are you talking about? You didn't like the wind? I, I think just... we both didn't like the wind. <laughs> it was okay at the beginning. It just flopped at the end. It did flop really hard at the end. Um, it's sad because the beginning's cool. But I think maybe we can trace the issues in this movie with the turnout mm-hmm. uh, back to production. So from what I could find, as shooting was going on, like right at the beginning, negotiations over budget and shooting schedule were still ongoing. What the fuck? Which is horrible. No! You should be yeah. done with all that stuff. Absolutely. Before um, you touch a camera, everything should be scheduled and blocked out yeah. and set up. But the issue is they like it kind of ran over. So they were still working on that. That's crazy. Like as stuff started. And to make matters worse, the original director, Milko Menchevsky, left set after three weeks into production. He just left? Yeah, he just left. What an asshole. Well okay. I can't remember. He might have been fired, maybe? There were some issues. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I, I'm not going to assume. Yeah. And um, I just want to say this now. I also found that according to Bird, the director who eventually finished this film, the studio space that they were assigned for this film was, I'm quoting here, horrible. And the shooting schedule outlined for the film was, and again, I'm quoting here, manipulative. She's gone on to say that, like, Manchevsky uh, should not be blamed for problematic production. Really? That's yeah, actually nice. Basically, he was complaining a lot about a stuff wrong and asking for changes to shooting stuff and he was in like essentially talks with the producers and that's why it's going on so long apparently everything wasn't great lots of issues uh with production that being said the film was uh shot on location in the tatra mountains slovakia and durango mexico that's cool i like when movies are on location it's nice it's all you got though that's all you got I mean, yeah, it, it flopped. There's not a lot of information. Apparently, it's a cult classic, though. People like it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it had a 78%. I know. People. I'm hoping that this is one of those ones where, like, maybe it's not an amazing movie, but hopefully we at least have a good time. Yeah. That's I'm sitting my, my goal low. But I got some cool post-movie facts. So Ooh, for you guys listening, you'll get to hear that in about 30 seconds. Yeah, so, uh, yeah about 30. See you about then. Yeah, we'll see you in a bit. Hi everybody, welcome back. We just finished watching Ravenous. Yeah, Ravenous. I didn't fuck this one up this time, I actually yeah. got it right. I'm yeah, that's that. surprising. I usually mess up the movie titles, because like, I throw an extra A or a the, or I just forget what it's called or sometimes. way back when we started the board, you put no, one. No, shut up. He We're would, not he would say like, oh, we're watching a series. To, you have to, every time. It's like, you know how to push my buttons? Like he'd go, <laughs> uh, Night of the Demons 1, and just instead of like Night of the Demons... It's the first one. Yeah, but like, you know it's bad now. I, I'm bringing it up because you stopped and I'm proud of you. 
You like to reopen my old wounds, Benjamin. But I'm proud of that you. That one was scabbed over. It was clean. And you never just... got to hear this at home, so I'm telling you now, I'm proud of you. Oh, God. No, <laughs> no, podcast. <laughs> no, not my trauma. Leave it on the podcast, Benjamin. Um, you just said leave it on the podcast. <laughs> leave it out of the podcast, oh. Benjamin. No, we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about Ravenous. <laughs> I was kind of talking about that. Well, you can talk about uh, that in your free time off the podcast. Before we talk about Ravenous, can I show you the cover for this movie and how bad it is? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, close your eyes really quick. Okay. I'll close now, my eyes. I want to start by saying I saw some cool covers, like cooler covers online mm-hmm. when I was double checking that like the taglines were on like posters. I, I like to double check. Yeah, of course. Look at this one. That's a god-awful poster. It's Who made horrible. that? Horrible. There's like three shades of red. Yeah. It's just three shades of red with a black hole in the middle. Bob, do you not understand what that is? I know what it's supposed to be, but it doesn't look like it. It's literally that. They just blurred it. Is it? Yeah. but We're not saying it for no reason. The picture is a weird red background with a red mouth that's open. And they've just like blurred everything. It looks like shit. <laughs> it's the worst. I don't like to shit on movies. Okay, yeah. Let's do our reaction. Bad movie? Bad movie. First official bad movie on the podcast. <laughs> That's untrue. We watched Night No, like good movie. Good movie. <laughs> you admitted it what? Last week? <laughs> That's a good movie. Um, I'll stand by I will stand by that movie. I won't stand by this one. This is a bad movie. However, I had a good time. I had a good time too. So like it wasn't so bad it's funny. Well, but there were some things that were just done so poorly that they were hysterical. That it was like I don't even think that the movie was funny. I think I was laughing at the shock of it. I was like, "Why the fuck did they do this? This was a bad decision. Who let this get past? I don't know. Anyone? Anyone? Who? Like I most of the time when we watch a movie, I have to like accept like at least they made a movie. If I'm being honest, I would have preferred if they didn't make this film. And yeah. that is like I'm not even trying to be mean. It's it's not even that. Cool concept. Really cool concept. I got really hype in the middle of the movie for nothing. It's just like the executions are not great. And I I think I have some reasoning for that. That'll be interesting. With that being said, do you want to say anything else before I get into the breakdown? Okay, I I will highlight a couple of things. Hi, these are these are the highlights of the movie for me. Personally. Remember, no spoilers. No spoilers. I think the acting is actually pretty okay. And I think a lot of the problems with the way we thought things panned out came from the direction they were given. Because I honestly think most of the actors are Oh, yeah, most of the actors are decent actors. Yeah, so I think a lot of the problems that I saw in the film were due to the direction they were given. And just like, man, some of this writing is not good. It's not. Some of this writing, I'm just like, who approved that line? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Especially at the beginning. Oh, my God. Some of those lines at the beginning, I'm just like, oh, my Lord. It's fine. One of the characters couldn't talk in complete sentences. The whole movie. And there's no reason for him to be talking like that besides bad writing. (laughs) Besides horrible writing. I wonder. I don't even know. I don't even know how that happened. I don't don't either. Like, I don't know why he wouldn't. There's no reason given. There's the only potential reason I could think of is this film was shot in Slovakia. Mm-hmm. And while the writer is, like, I think he's American. That'd be my guess. Yeah, I would guess um, that. Because he wrote Ocean's Eleven. Which yeah. Which is another American film. 
but well, he's American. I wonder if a lot of the people working on the crew were not and mm. were Slovakian. That was yeah. and didn't speak English natively. And remember how I said they were doing a lot of rewrites like, oh, during yeah. the initial shooting. Mm-hmm. I wonder if some of the scenes got like rewritten by not him. Like some of the dialogue. Oh, that would be interesting for like the minor characters. Mm-hmm. I don't know because they were just weird grammatical issues. Yeah, it was weird sentence structure stuff that just didn't make any sense. Like it made sense. Yeah, like I understood what he meant, but it didn't. It was not entirely. It wasn't normal speech patterns. Natural. Yeah. Yeah, and there was no reason for it not to be. It's. It would sound kind of like someone who didn't speak English as their first language, but had a very good grasp. Yeah, of what it, what they wanted to say. Yeah, I know what you mean. I could see that. That makes kind of a little bit of sense. I'm trying to think of other stuff, I, other things I liked in this movie. You said the you liked the, I wasn't gonna say setting, the scene stuff. Like yeah, yeah. The, I thought I thought a lot of the it had the opposite problem that I you thought Bone Tomahawk had, where things didn't look new. It looked pretty cool, honestly. Like I liked the setting because most of it takes place in the fort. But yeah, this is at a Union Fort in uh, California. Yeah, and it. It looks cool. Like a look it looks worn. A lot of the stuff is made out of like un what is it looking for? Like un um processed wood. Yeah. So it's a lot of logs and branches and like stuff like that. I thought it was interesting at yeah, least. Yeah, I mean I think I had the issue though where it, it almost looked too ramshackled. A little bit. Some of it looked a little too ramshackled. And some I can of agree the with things that. didn't feel like they fit in with the setting. Yeah. Like they did a very good job decorating, I think. But it also felt like they just kind of grabbed anything they thought would look good. Mm-hmm. And some of it didn't kind of look period accurate. That yeah. was kind of a thing overall for me. Yeah, that's fair. I will say some of the costuming, the beginning of the movie, the costuming is good because it's uniforms, yeah. right? And a lot of that. But once people start taking off the uniforms, they look don't look right. Yeah. Did you, like, he was wearing a blue sweater yeah. at the end of the movie. A lot of the, what I will say here, uh, and this is costuming and setting and stuff, rather than going for period, they kind of, it felt to me that they went for, like, feel of the mm-hmm. setting. And I think they did that pretty well. And they hit the feel of the setting really well. But they didn't hit necessarily all the accuracies of time period. Yeah, that's that, fair. That's how I felt about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I could agree with that. Lots of blood. I, I didn't think there was that much, actually. Really? I mean, there's some. But not, like, I compared mean, to all the films we've watched. Yeah, I guess. Heck, not even compared to this Category. Much more blood than the wind. Oh, God. Well, well, the beginning. Uh, yeah, the be- actually, the beginning of the wind might have more blood than this whole film. Yeah, uh, she's drenched. With that being said, you just want to get into it? Yeah, let's break All it right. down. Because it's an interesting movie. Yeah, I think Bob didn't understand some things. We'll see. But that's not abnormal for this show. No. Uh, I get lost sometimes. Movies are hard. It helps if you could see what we're watching. Well... I was watching. I have vision. <laughs> Bad vision. Really? Yeah, I do. I need new glasses, actually. When was the last time you got glasses, Bob? I don't want to tell you. <laughs> You've already told me. This is more for the audience. <laughs> I haven't gotten new glasses since 2018. It is 2023 right now? That's five years? Yeah, same pair of glasses. Bob has admitted he has trouble seeing the screen properly. Yeah, I need new glasses really On bad. On a show where we review movies. I just, I'm lazy. That's yeah, it. Yeah, but like content, man. I'm lazy to go get new glasses, but also, my optometrist is nowhere near here. You can literally go to anyone. You don't I need know. an actual optometrist. I have an actual optometrist. I though. know, but it's not like a doctor. They're up by my parents. You can just go to anyone. I know. I should just do it. Yeah. 
Anyhow, all right, the breakdown here. Basically, this guy Boyd, lieutenant, right, or colonel? I think he captain. Might be a, is it captain? Yep, captain. Because uh, it's Colonel Ives. I can just look it up. Captain, yeah, Captain yep. John Boyd. So Captain Boyd was serving in, I believe it's the Mexican-American War. Yes. I saw a flag. Mm-hmm. They also told us it was on screen. And he commits a, an act of cowardice. Yes. Just straight up. Basically, he's in charge of his unit that's being overrun uh, by Mexican soldiers, and everyone's dying. Yeah. And they're all basically going, what do we do? And he lays down on the ground and fakes death and lets all of his men get slaughtered. Yep. Which, real, real bad. Shouldn't do that. Shouldn't do that. He then proceeds to continue the fake his death until they throw him in a body pile. Mm-hmm. Where he drags himself out of it because he's, like, on the very bottom. Oh, yeah, he's on the bottom bottom. Uh, and I think he said he was there for, what, 15 hours or something? Yeah, it was a like long-ass time. Drags himself out and then prepares to slaughter and capture his way into, like, the high command of this fort and take the fort. Yeah, he took Which, the whole thing by himself. Pretty, pretty great. Yeah, I think I said during the movie, that's a pretty solid yeah. snake move right there. How he got there? Bad. Yeah. Execution, though? Flawless. Yeah, he could have just used the barrel, like, solid snake. Would have worked perfectly, promise. And when he basically tells his superior officer what happened, the officer's like, well, we probably should kill you. Yeah. Because, like, what you did was real bad. But at the same time, you captured a fort by yourself. By yourself, which is a great victory. And it, it probably set a really bad precedent if uh, we killed you for that. So we're going to promote you, but then essentially banish you to the middle of nowhere. Yeah, where no one gives a fuck. Just the classic kind of military move of, we want to get rid of you, mm-hmm. but we can't get rid of you, so... You're going to nowhere. Uh, so they send him to this tiny fort on the Sierra Nevadas in California. Yeah, I don't remember. Does the fort have a name? I don't remember if they gave one. It does, but I don't remember it. Yeah. Basically, it's the s- smallest uh, fort ever. Yeah. It only has eight people. Mm-hmm. Two of them are Native Americans, a brother and a sister, mm-hmm. who are just like uh, locals to the area. Yeah. And then six of them are Union soldiers. None of them are competent, really. Not well. Well... Reich tries. Let me rephrase that. None of them, because they're out here, don't have a reason to be out here. Because you're not assigned here unless something's happened. Yeah, I feel like, yeah. (laughs) Bob's referring to Reich because, basically, when he gets to the fort, Boyd meets the commanding officer of the fort, uh, Hart, who is a lieutenant. Lieutenant. I think he's lieutenant. I'm not good with military, uh, you know what I mean. Colonel. It was Colonel. Yeah. Anyways, he meets uh, Colonel Hart who's in charge of the fort, and he introduces all the men. <laughs> and when he's telling, like, Boyd the names of all the men, he's giving, like, a rough description of, this like, is our our drunkard. Yeah. <laughs> this is David Arquette, who gets high. <laughs> very, very high. All the time. He's Super cook, funny. So what do you expect? Yeah. And, you know, he, he introduces Reich. So and it is funny. the funniest scene, because it, he just says, and Reich, the soldier... And we just cut to a scene of Rock, uh, Rock, Reich, topless in a mountain stream. Yeah, like surrounded by snow, screaming like he's Wolverine. Just it, he has first of all, and he this, has bleach blonde hair, blue eyes. I shit you not. I said to the movie, he's going fucking Super Saiyan. He's literally just screaming. He looks ripped, like jacked. He looks ridiculous, like a vampire from like 
Buffy. Yeah, he looks insane. It's it so funny. It does not match anyone else in this movie. No, it's because so the rest weird. of them have, like, the stupid... Oh, uh, stupid. I don't call it stupid. They don't all have, like, old-timey haircuts. But the rest of them have normal hair colors. Yeah. And, like... Some of them do have, like, period-accurate, like, there's facial Reich hair. walking around with no shirt on in half the movie. Literally wears his union coat, no shirt, under it. Just a coat. He did just wake up, but... It's fair. It's weird. Um, I will say, I do enjoy the cast of characters. Oh, yeah, they're They're who? enjoyable. Because they're basically the people who got kicked out of everywhere else. Yeah. Which isn't a good place to be. Yeah. Makes me really concerned about what Reich did, I'm assuming. I don't know what Reich could have done. Got court-martialed for something bad. <laughs> Probably. With how... Aggressive he is? Aggressive. Anyways, long story short, uh, one day a man half-frozen wanders up. Yep. A Cochran? They, it's call, they call him Calhoun. Calhoun. But it's spelled with a Q. Yeah. We're going to go with Calhoun, though. They call him John Calhoun. F.W. Calhoun. Sorry, not John. F.W. Calhoun. You're right. Yeah. <sighs> that makes sense. God damn it. How did I not catch that? That's... Sorry. I just realized I'm fucking stupid. Why? He doesn't give a first name. Yeah. For a reason that we'll find out later. <laughs> yeah, so Calhoun wanders up, like, super, super frozen. Yeah, super frozen, super, like, emaciated. And he's like, hey, like, well, once they treat him, he's like, hey, yeah, yeah. I've been lost in the mountains. For what? I think he says three months? Three months. With no food. And they're like, three months? You don't look that emaciated. Yeah. And he's like, well, I didn't say there was n- nothing to eat. I said there's no food. <laughs> Basically, there was a Donner Party situation where he yeah. got trapped in the mountains. The guy leading his crew, Ives, was like, I can get us through this super secret shortcut through the mountains in the winter. And then it snowed, and guess what? They got trapped. Oh, oh no. Awesome. So they started eating each other, mostly because someone died. Yeah. But then everyone besides uh, FW basically goes murderous. Yeah. And all the murders are basically led by Ives, mm-hmm. uh, Captain Ives. and uh, Colonel Ives. Colonel Ives. I'm sorry. You're right. Once it gets down to three people in the cave, it's Colonel Ives, Miss McCready, yeah, an Irish McCreary, woman, or whatever. It's McCready. Was it McCready? Yeah, because I think it was a reference to uh, yeah, cause McCready the... from the thing. Because mm-hmm. you exclaimed during the movie. I did. And uh, FW. FW books it. He's FW's like, like all they're right. going to kill me next. Yeah, of so course. I'm going to leave. And he got to be able to reproduce. Wanders down to the mountain, finds the fort. But anyways, they send a rescue party. Mm-hmm. You know, Union Boys to the rescue. And they get up there. They go in the cave. This is my favorite part of the movie, by well, the way. Very this portion of the movie is my favorite. Very specifically, uh, Reich and Boyd. Boyd. Thank you, Bob. Mm-hmm. Boyd go into the cave, and Reich finds five skeletons, and he's like, how How many people? How many people are in the party? It's like six. six? Well, that means five are dead, and he finds a body that has, like, Ives' uniform by it. Mm-hmm. So he's like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. <laughs> it's a twap. Yeah, F.W. Algonquin. <laughs> Calhoun. Yeah, Calhoun. With a Q. Don't ask. Anyways, Calhoun is like just straight up mercs everyone outside. Kills Hart. Hart, the guy who can't talk right. Yeah, Toffler. He couldn't remember his name. Uh, George. Jo- rest in peace, my man George. Didn't deserve he it. He got really high. That's why Bob likes him. Um, <laughs> well, no, he, I just thought he was. I thought he was interesting. He got really high. He got really high with David Arquette, and I thought it was really funny. It was mostly David Arquette's face. <laughs> yeah. But long story short, he kills everyone. So Reich and uh, Boyd start chasing after him. 
God. He stabs Reich. Reich falls off a cliff. No, no, no. He doesn't stab him. Man throws an axe at Reich. Reich stumbles backwards and fucking throws himself off a cliff like a moron. No, he falls off a cliff. <laughs> he doesn't fall. Nobody no. falls like Reich that. Reich falls off the cliff. What happens next is what you're referring to. No, no, no. I'm not referring. No, no. Oh, you mean when he shoots off backwards? Yes. Okay, yeah. Stupid. It was primed Wilhelm scream, except they didn't use the Wilhelm yeah. scream. And then, you know, Boyd has a face-off against crazy Calhoun. Crazy Calhoun. Crazy man-eating Calhoun. Shoots him. Man gets back up. Of course he does. Why wouldn't he? And so Boyd takes the logical approach of jumping off the cliff. So dumb. So, the, with the angle we are shown and the... It he should have died. so high. He should have died. Looks like two, three hundred feet. I don't think... It's probably like 50 feet. Probably, but I still... He, he lands in a bunch of trees. They break his fall. Long story short, though, he does break his leg. Yep. And he and Reich end up in a hole. Mm-hmm. Now, Reich dies. Yeah, he's got a fucking axe in his sternum. And eventually, you know, Boyd kind of makes the decision to eat him because he's trapped in that hole for a long time. It's a long... At least one cycle of the moon. It's about... Well, we can figure out. A week, maybe two. Yeah. But eventually, Boyd makes his way back to camp. Of course, Martha and uh, good old Cleves are happy to see him, and Knox, who's yeah, still there. Yeah, and once he comes back, they call, like, reinforcements. Yeah, because they're like, oh my god, everyone else... Because he's telling him, like, he doesn't lie. He goes, yeah, this guy killed everybody. Yeah, more importantly, he's just like, hey, I went out with their rescue party. I'm the only one who came back, and everyone yeah. else is dead. So, superior officers come from the next area over, and they're like, hey, we don't believe you. Yeah, but... Because, like, they, they didn't find any bodies. Yeah. But until you come back, we're going to leave this guy. Colonel Ives in charge. And Colonel Ives walks in, and it's Calhoun. Yep. And for anyone who hasn't gotten this at this point, previous in the movie, the story about Colonel Ives was just Calhoun talking about himself. Yep. He basically kill, killed and ate this guy and then pretended to be him. Yeah. It's kind of kind of awesome. Also, this is, um, I didn't know if you picked up it. It's, uh, what's the word? I'm very tired, and I'm forgetting Yeah, we're both words. very tired, by the way, if this the seems The thing rambling. where you, um, they hint at it. Foreshadowed. Like, yeah, pretty heavily. Did yeah, you pick I didn't up on catch that? it, no. So there's a sequence where we get to see, like, the people in the party when Ives is telling a story mm-hmm. as Calhoun. Yeah. They show Ives when he mentions Ives, but they don't show his face. They just show his uniform. Ah, I didn't catch that. But the really big way they foreshadow that he's Ives, or at the very least that he's lying, is that the whole time he has this rosary... Mm-hmm. That we yeah, distinctly he see Miss McCready having. Oh, shit. Yeah. Didn't catch it. Because when they first find him, he the reason he doesn't give a first name is because that's not his real fucking name. He yeah. made something up. It's Calhoun. Yeah. But also, he says, I'm a man of God, and has, like, the rosary that she had. Yeah, it's Miss McCready's. Didn't catch that. That's, a that's yeah. Yeah, long story short. I don't really know how else to explain the rest of this movie. All right, without breaking this. it down scene by scene. Cause, like, I got this. Th- first of all, at this point in the movie, we're like an hour in. There's still 40 minutes left. Oh, my God, yeah. This movie's a it's fucking long drag. Movie and I felt like nothing happened after yeah. this point. Dude, that's what I'm saying. I thought we were going to get, like, I thought him in the hole was going to be the end of the movie. <laughs> and I was like, great. I had a good time. <laughs> and then we sat here for another 40 minutes. Well, long story short, the people from the other fort leave, but they leave Ives in charge. Mm-hmm. And Boyd is like, this the this the dude. Yeah, he killed everybody and ate them. And everyone's like, nah, you're lying. Yeah. And essentially, Ives convinces everyone Boyd's insane. Mm-hmm. And then some murders happen, and Ives is like, must have been Boyd. Must have been Boyd. Turns out it wasn't Boyd. <laughs> and um, 
you know, Ives takes over the fort. Yeah. And eventually there's this show off between Ives and Boyd. Yeah, where they fight it to the death. To the death. And we'll get into how they die later because Bob didn't like it. It's not that I didn't like it. I thought it was stupid. I mean, you just want to talk about it right now. No, we'll save it. I don't know why we'd save it. We can why wouldn't we? S- okay, well, not. I like that because this movie was not great. We're just not like unrelenting with the spoilers. Yeah. Because can I be honest? When we get to recommendations, I'll, I'll I don't recommend this. I mean, it's interesting, and I'll, I'll it's get into It's interesting, that. but I I don't know. Interesting idea, poor execution. Yeah, is the way I'm gonna say it. Well, okay, we haven't even mentioned what I got hyped about yet. Oh yeah, but let's 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 not get too up top. We'll get to it. We'll get there. No, let's do that right now because I need some of that information to de- describe the ending to you. Oh, Bob didn't like the ending. Uh, well, all right. So the thing that almost saved this movie for Bob, well, it would have saved if is it, it one was one of the true. Native Americans, George. After like Ives is done telling them about cannibalism mm-hmm. when he's Calhoun and he's telling his story about like his fake Donner party. Yeah, George like takes heart and Boyd aside and he's like. Let me tell you about Wendigos. I love Wendigos so much. And Bob is really into cryptids and Wendigos, so he he got super hyped. And then, were you disappointed that no one went full Wendigo? Yeah, yeah. No one um, Wendigoed out. The Wendigos in this movie is basically you eat someone and you gain their power. Yeah, like I don't. Which is kind they of what really Wendigos show do. it. But it's implied that you gra- you gain their strength mm-hmm. and everything. They but, do a couple things to like hint at it, but it's not really. There's no like explosive like show of strength from anyone, <laughs> which is kind of what I wanted. Yeah, the only thing that we really see is they heal when they eat meat. Yeah, they Human heal when they eat humans, which is a, a weird fact of this world. Yeah, because essentially in this world that like people could just be eating other people in- all along and just been superhumans, immortal yeah. superhumans. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of how, mm, sort of how Wendigos exist. I, sort of. In lore. Anyways, I don't know what you thought about that style of Wendigo. I thought it was... It's interesting because it wasn't what I was expecting, but it also a, wasn't what I wanted. I know it's not what you wanted. I thought it was interesting. Because this movie would, be, would have been so cool if it was a monster movie. Could you imagine if this was a monster movie? Yeah. So cool. cool. I do like this style of Wendigo where it's just people. I do too. I like that style. I just don't know if I like it in the context of this film. Fair. With that because being I think said, it's an interesting take on that like style oh, of creature it's for sure. Oh, super cool. Super cool, yeah. Because it, it it's allows... a more down-to-earth version, at least. Yeah, but also it allows for, like, some of the stuff that happened in this movie couldn't have happened if they were just, like, full-on monsters. Because, like, Ives is a mani- manipulative bastard man. No, it was very funny. Bob was like, is it going to happen now? I was really excited. I was so excited. They're so cool. And then nothing happens. And Bob's like, I'm so mad. Yeah. Having established the whole Wendigo subplot, mm-hmm. the ending. Which Bob was really mad about because he was like, this is stupid. It is The stupid way to end this movie. It's dumb. I think it's actually a pretty good way to end this movie. Really? Yes. Please explain. Is it the best way ever? No, but like this wasn't a great movie anyways. Long story short, the film ends with a fight to the death, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Ives basically wins it. Yeah. Boyd is like dying. And I would say they heal when they eat human meat. Mm Mm-hmm. But they have to eat. Yeah. And they haven't eaten, so they're just bleeding out and dying. And Boyd has basically fallen onto the ground. No. I'm Boyd sorry. shoved him. Boyd and Ives are wrestling. Mm-hmm. And uh, Boyd grabs Ives, shoves him down right on top of a bear trap, and then forces... Not a normal bear trap. It's it's pretty big. It's pretty, pretty it's big. It's ludicrously big. It's pretty big, yeah. That's what I'm mad about. It's like, I don't know. No, dude, it's ridiculously large. Four or five large. feet wide. Why do they have that? I, I I actually have a reasoning. 
good because that's what made me mad. Um, I'm not mad about anything else. I'm just mad about the ludicrously large bear oh, trap. Oh, I thought you were mad about the fact that it's a set bear trap in this building because they were inside a building. I hadn't considered that. That's why I thought you but were mad. But that's also ludicrous. Um, he pushes Ives into the bear trap with him in it as well. Yeah. So it slams shut with Boyd and Ives on top of each yeah, other. Yeah, basically a Which sandwich. I want to mention looks super homoerotic. So homoerotic. I, I'm actually mentioning that for a reason. Okay. I'll save it. And they're both dying. Ives dies first, and he's like, die or live? Yeah. Implying he's like, I'm going to die first. So eat me. Or So you can either eat me, and I win, because I got you to be a cannibal, yeah. like a dedicated cannibal, or you die too. Mm-hmm. I thought this was a good way to end the film, because early on in the film, uh, Martha, the Native American woman, is like, yep. if you're a Wendigo, there's no cure. You just have to die. Yep. No, I like the way it ends. I think that's nice. I just thought the bear trap was fucking so ridiculous. The way, so just that cool way of, like, it kills both of them, mm-hmm. but it's slow enough where, like, Boyd is left with that choice because he yeah. really considers it. Uh, it's really great, especially because in the background you get to see these rescuers coming, and they accidentally eat human meat, so mm-hmm. it says the cycle keeps going. Which I hated, by the way, because it completely ruins any... It does ruin some closure, but I do like that the idea, like, this stuff continues. Yeah, like, that's, it's, it's fine if this, it, it would have been better in a different movie. Yeah, exactly. Because this movie felt like it was coming to an ending. Yeah. That was, like, gonna wrap everything up. Like, both of them died, no more cannibals, and then it just went, haha, fuck you, your sacrifice didn't matter. Yeah, it's kind of a annoying way to do that, but. And it, it just, it, you it know. doesn't add anything, it just makes me angry. But I thought the bear trap thing was okay. Now, here's where things start to get a little weird. I thought you were mad because the bear trap set up inside. No. I was mad but about now, how big it was. But now, maybe. Maybe a little bit. They do show. So earlier on when there's a scene where Boyd is looking for Ives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We see Boyd walk into a building and he spots the bear trap and then it cuts and there's a time jump. Implying it that it's it's implied. It okay. I was mad about because the size of it. Because he's basically booby trapping. Yeah. Now- Bob's mad about the size, because this thing is ludicrously big. It's, it's massive. Like four or five feet wide. It's so big that when he shoves Ives onto it, it gets Ives in, like, the, I don't know, lower back, like, yeah. maybe stomach area, and he t- can put his whole head up on the top of it to press it down. First of all, it's an actual bear trap. Like, that's a rusty-ass actual bear trap yes. down. So I'm going to say, these are a real-life thing, probably. Why are they so big? What so, do they use them for? I don't know what it's actually for i have an idea i'm just gonna say like no matter what i say these are real so keep that in mind but there's one thing they have on the base that makes me go oh that's probably what that's for they have a moose skull at one point in this movie oh you know those are probably for moose probably for moose because moose are fucking massive yeah if you don't know how big moose are you know what's a fun fact i've told bob before Uh, you know what the only predator of moose are orca whales orca whales because apparently moose really like weeds at the bottom of mm-hmm. uh, bodies of water. And they can hold their breath for a fucking forever. And they can dive like 20 feet down, yeah. which is absolutely Scary. horrifying because you don't think of something that looks like a deer being able to at swim the that well. bottom of the fucking like, river? Imagine swimming and it's like, oh! A moose! A moose! I'd shit a brick. I, I don't know if you've ever been to like a pool for like Olympic diving, but those are usually like 20, 40 feet. God damn. Imagine moose a can moose dive down that far. You know that meme with the deer in the pool? Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways, um, but moose are so big that nothing hunts them on land. Yeah. 
I'm so, sure like a wolf could take maybe a really sick one, but yeah, or a bunch of wolves. Could but take nothing a moose. naturally hunts them. They're on so land big and scary because they're so big. If you hit them with your car, you just die. Yeah, they kill you. <laughs> but in the water, orca whales see them and are like a snack. Well, not a snack. That's like a whole ass meal. That's true. That's a they're biggest fuck. From diddlyumptious. I mean, bar. yeah. So yeah, I guess uh, I guess that might make sense for moose for meese moose. It's moose. Moose for is moose. plural. Yeah, for moose. That makes sense. I'm less mad words. now. I'm still. They could have ended it in a different way that didn't involve a ridiculously large moose trap. Uh, yeah. And they both could have died. You know what I mean? Like there could have been something else. Yeah. I just the choice that choice once again. I'll, it's I think not the greatest this. thing ever. They make a lot of weird choices in this movie. Yeah. And that is a choice that they made. Where I'm like, why would you make that choice? Yeah. It's, Okay, here's how I want to wrap up our kind of discussion of this movie before I get into the facts I have. Oh, God. Okay. The execution on this film has a lot of problems. A lot. Super cool idea. Like, this Very idea, cool idea of, like, there's an accidental cannibalism situation mm-hmm. that leads to someone becoming, like, I'm going to call it, like, a, a low fantasy-style Wendigo, where mm-hmm. he, he basically craves human flesh and it heals him. Yeah. And makes him, like, this a mortal thing as long as he eats meat. Super cool. Very cool. Setting it in the Wild West, even, even cooler. cooler. Especially because the Wild West really fits that low kind of mm-hmm. fantasy And then you style. can throw in the Native Americans to give lore about the Wendigo, mm-hmm. and it makes sense, and it's setting appropriate, and that was so cool. Idea's great. The execution's horrible. God One of the awful. things we haven't mentioned the whole time is the music. Oh my God. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. There is some parts where Bob went, this is pretty cool, but that's because it was synth and it's like what the fuck is synth doing in a wild west movie the first Uh, first music piece we hear me and bob basically lost our minds until it stopped because the whole time it's like kind of period accurate banjo music no it sounds like um accordion an accordion but Mm. i think it's an an organ yeah that they have in the film Mm -hmm. but the whole time a literal metronome is playing over top of it it's so bad I thought someone was plucking a banjo at first. I thought someone was too, because you mentioned it. Because you said that's a pretty bad banjo playing. Because <laughs> it, it kind of sounds like someone um, muted like almost all the strings and they're plucking mm-hmm. one of the higher ones. Yeah. And I was listening. It's like that's no, that's too synthetic. That's a literal fucking metronome. metronome. Yeah. Bad music. Some of the dialogue's not great. There's some weird overacting stuff. Like the Reich screaming in the water. So funny. Makes no sense. It's no sense. Hilarious though. Bunch of stuff like that. There's a drunk veterinarian doctor. His acting is so bad. His accent? So bad. Just so lots of bad, bad stuff. Not a great oh, movie. God. Poor execution. But I don't want to get really mad at the film because I know how bad production was. Yeah. That's with all fair. those reshoots and how like apparently unpleasant mm-hmm. the sets were. Yeah. And I kind of look at it as I think that's where the badness comes from. Yeah. Is these troubled production stuff. Not to mention the director switched three weeks. Yeah, into three weeks filming. into filming, yeah. And like the first director's the one who made a lot of the changes. Mm-hmm. I just for how bad I'm saying this movie was, like it was fun. I understand why this is a cult movie. Like, can I be honest? Bad movie, I still had a good time. Yeah. I still kind of liked moments. It's so 2000s in a bad way. Yeah. But that's kind of fun to watch nowadays. It's fun. I will say the the part where they're in the forest going to the cave up until Boyd re-arrives at the camp is actually enjoyable. It's decent. It's not 
It's not good. good. But that was where I was having the most fun. Yeah. There's, I don't want to say it's so bad it's good. Because a lot of it's just it's bad, bad. The last 40 minutes is a fucking slog. But I do understand why people like it. I get it. Um, I totally get it. With that being said, I don't really like it. But I don't want to blame the film because, like, the idea is really the ideas good. ideas are so good. And an idea that good, at least to me, feels like there's probably some good stuff behind this and mm-hmm. other things got in the way. One of the things I also want to mention is this director, from what I could tell looking at her, like, IMDb history, not a horror director... Like, ah. she doesn't really write this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. She she wasn't, like, a very uh, prolific movie director either. Okay. So, I don't think she was, like, the best choice for this type of film. Yeah. Additionally, like, she's basically, she was recommended because she worked with one of the producers. Mm. And he was like, I need someone to do this for me. Can you do it? I see, I see, I see. And I, I think that's why some of the scenes are weird. For instance, the end scene, where both, me and... I turned the bob and I was like, this looks really homoerotic. It, I did, Because it too. does. The whole time, Boyd and Calhoun, you know, what's the name? Colonel Iris, right? Huh? Ivy. Colonel Ivy. Are just Ives. St- Ives. Are just staring into each other's eyes. But it's shot in a way that looks really emotional, like they're sad that the other one's dying. Yeah. Which is a weird scene for people who just fought to the death. And, and very really hate each other. Really he- hate each other. Like Boyd definitely hates Ives. I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't think Ives really hates Boyd, but you know, I think Ives is trying to groom him into. Well, like, Ives is trying to groom a second him into, into command. being a cannibal. I was just kind of thinking about this watching the film, but like Bird, the director of this, the movie I mentioned that she also did is Priest. I haven't seen that. I mean, I I didn't figure you had. I hadn't heard of this film, but it's about like a Catholic priest who's uh, struggling with the fact that like he's gay. <laughs> And he's in the closet. Oh man. Okay. I there's can also see it. some other stuff about like uh, he discovers there's like a child being abused <laughs> by a father, and he has to deal with that too. It's a lot. But like that is kind of closer to her experience doing mm. movies. I see what you mean. So I I kind of get that bleed through. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, that makes so, sense. I think that's another reason like the tone wasn't exactly on. Is again not a great director for this style of movie, but also a lot of production issues. The tone is also all over the place yeah. sometimes. The music never matches and the then, tone. This is some of my post-movie notes, but I think now's a good time to mention it. According to Bird, the theatrical cut, which we watched, mm-hmm. has some elements that she did not approve or know about until she got to watch the film. Whoa, that sucks. So on top of all the production issues and the fact that I don't think she probably was the best choice for this and probably contributed to some of the weirdness, the studio changed some stuff that she was like, I didn't like that. That was horrible. Yeah, that's really shitty. For instance, the best example I can think of is Boyd has a flashback of how he survived yes. like mm-hmm. faking death. It has this really, really bad narration over top. Yeah. That's the example Bird gives of this was added without my approval. Really? Because that was really bad. Because it's really bad narration that you don't need to understand what's happening. No, not at all. Yeah, and apparently she wanted to do a, like a recut version without all that stuff. I would be interested to see that. I would too, because like... I think it would help make the tone feel less all over the place. <laughs> you definitely could. There's some weird... There's some editing stuff here that could make this better. I don't. I don't, I don't even want to talk about editing that. right now because the fucking thing at the end. Yeah, where there's a moment where Ben wait, wait, that's real, because <laughs> the editing makes you think something's not real, but it is, but it isn't. It's fucking All wild. Right. You just want to get into my post stuff. I don't have a lot. No, I we could talk um, post. I actually have two things, but you're gonna like them. Okay. And then then we can wrap up this this movie. Be god. done. This is the first movie. Oh god. Also, just to to add, 
this because I want you all to know Bob's struggles. Our our thing for time stamping died halfway through the movie again. Well, we know why it happened. Because Bob's internet went out and the web page we used for it reloaded. Mm-hmm. So Bob's going to have to watch this whole movie again to oh, pull those. I won't. I at least listen to our audio. Sorry about that. All right. Two facts. Mad. So the film is apparently inspired by two real-life events, the Donner Party, obviously. The very famous one. And the Colorado cannibal Alfred Packer, who ate five of his companions while trapped in the San Juan Mountains during the 1870s. I didn't know about the second guy. Yeah, you don't know about him? Mm Mm-mm. I figured you would. No, I know about the Donner Party. Because Alfred Packer is the star of uh, Cannibal the Musical, a 1993 uh, musical black comedy. Oh, I'm... By... uh, Trey Parker, Parker and Matt, Matt Stone, Stone yeah. the pair behind South Park, in a movie that Bob really likes. I do like that movie. I forgot his name. Yeah, I keep telling Ben we should watch it. It's good. It's funny. So uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is don't watch this movie. Go watch Cannibal Musical. Go watch Cannibal Musical. <laughs> it's way, at, well, it is funnier than this movie, but some of the things in this movie, that movie could never. <laughs> All right, you want to do our recommendations? <laughs> I told you what I'm saying. <laughs> say it again, Bob. No. I'm not recommending no this recommendations? to anyone. No. Well, okay. I have one recommendation. All if right. you want to get really drunk <laughs> with like three or four friends <laughs> and put on a stupid movie about cannibals, okay. I feel like like we had a good time watching this together. Yeah. Like I feel like if you got some people together and you got like, but then we're, we're kind of tired it. right now and a little loopy from that. No, so. I I would have enjoyed this. Oh, you're not tired. I am. No, I've, I've been up for like 22 hours now. <laughs> yeah. That's my only recommendation. Drunk with friends. I think I have two recommendations. Okay. First one, if you like any of the actors in this film. That's true. They're, like, well-known, but they're not, like, super famous. I mean, we have seen David Arquette in three movies. But, like, David Arquette's a big one. So, like, if you're a big fan of David Arquette, he's in this. He's in this? I think he's funny. a lot, but he's very funny. Yeah, he's good. I don't think his direction was great, and he just kind of does what he wants. Yeah. To pretty good effect. Uh, There's one point where he just randomly screams. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, when he... I forgot about um, that. It made me laugh so hard. Which I want to I want to mention this now because speaking of stupid things that I didn't get to mention earlier, there's one scene... There's The guy who can't talk well is... Uh, Toffler? Toffler. He's just... Wakes up in the middle of the night and he's like, oh my. He licked me! He licked me! <laughs> he licked me! All right. God. Because uh, Ives licked him in his sleep because he's bleeding. Yeah. And I was like, no, I didn't. No, I went on his mouth. I was having a nightmare. I woke up and I was on top of the man. My, my mouth was on his wound. <laughs> so fucking right. stupid. Um, so if you just like, like anyone in this, might be a good watch, you know? Fair enough. Just to see people you like. You know how that is. It yeah. doesn't have to be a great I understand movie. That. My other recommendation, though, if the idea of kind of like a cheesy cannibal western sounds fun, because in certain situations that is fun. Like Bob said, if you're hanging out with your friends, but if you just want to put something on the background while you're just, I don't know, doing something else, playing a game or something, yeah, it's fun. Because like the best way I can describe it is cheesy cannibal western. Yeah. Like that, that's all it is. It's not great. There's some really bad editing choices. Like it's, it's not high art. It's not no. gonna keep you super entertained. But it is just kind of like fun, I guess. Yeah. It's fun in a weird way, just for being like just to make fun of. Yeah. Not in a so bad it's good, but just a this is bad. <laughs> what are we doing with our lives? <laughs> All right, those are those are my recommendations. Fair enough. I'm sure they weren't too hot, but whatever. This uh, movie wasn't too hot. It was really cold. It was snowing the whole time. <laughs> it's true. 
They were so cold. Uh, what, what are you going to rate it? So, this is where I'm at a huge <laughs> impasse. Because, yeah, I'll say it. This is a bad movie. I still had fun. I still enjoyed some parts of it. So, I'm not going to bomb it. Mm-hmm. Because there were moments where I went, okay, fair enough. You know? Two. Two? Two. I'll give it a two. It at least deserves that. Because I it made me laugh. Okay. I'm not going to give it a one. I will only give a movie a one if, like, I absolutely hated the, my experience the entire time or something stupid. Fair enough. It's also just, like, this is just a, it's straight up a bad movie. Yeah, I don't like giving things ones either. It's just slow. Yeah. All right. I don't really know what the, like, I felt so nothing with this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a one and a half. Fair enough. Because. I was between one and a half and two. There's I almost so... gave it a three. <laughs> that would have been. Bad decision. About uh, halfway through that movie, I was like, it's a three. <laughs> and then the last 40 minutes happened, I went, what the fuck? It's a really, really long movie. I'm just going to mention that now. Like an hour and 40. It does not need to be does that long. does not need to be that long. This movie sets out to do a lot of things. Yeah, it does. A lot of really, really good things. It There's <sighs> a lot of cool ideas, and I can, I can tell they're set up, and then falls immediately on its face. There's, in yep. fact, one scene that really summarizes that in this movie where Boyd sees Ives and runs into a wall and falls over. Yeah. It's like some shit out of Tom and Jerry. Immediately. It's so funny. Point being, there's a lot of really cool stuff that's set up that not only do they not accomplish, yeah, but they fail at laughably. Yeah. Like, there's a chase music at one point. <laughs> it sounds like something you'd, you'd play during, like, an old like silent film where they're chasing a it's headless like chicken music. around a yard. It's like Benny Hill music, which would be fine because it gives it like oh a dark comedy kind of feel. Except they that's don't totally the not what they're going for. No, and also there's yodeling in it. That was funny. And they 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 stop the music and I'm like okay, it kind of made it's sense over. there. It's over now. And then they play it later and I'm like they literally just didn't have any other music to play here. It's just they fail so bad at things I can see they set up, and they almost had, and then bombs it. Bombs so it. So ridiculous. Lots of stuff is like that. Like, I said the setting. I like how they do – they they hit the tone, right? Yeah. But then they fail really hard with some things. Like, the moose skeleton, mm-hmm. it looked plastic. Yeah. Like, yeah. just a lot of stuff like that where it's like, I see what they went for, and then, ooh, that hurts to, to watch. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to yeah. give it a one and a half. Also, for being a cannibal. I'm glad we watched it, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. I'll probably never watch it again. I own it. <laughs> this is one of those movies where, like, I've, I've talked about this. I want to buy all the Blu-rays for everything we watch on the podcast. This is one of those where I'm going to go, do I really want to buy that? I don't really want to buy it because that cover was real bad. That cover was fucking awful. You you want to see a cover I found, though? That was sure. really cool. A cool. Oh, did um, you give me the second tagline? We oh, almost no, I forgot. Didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. This is the tagline that was on everything. Okay. You are who you eat. That's good. But then you'd know immediately it was cannibals. Yeah, that's a good that's a good tagline though. I mean there's a couple ones. I'm not sure how like real this one is. Okay, this I saw this one a bunch. Or once or twice. It's really cool. Look at that one. That is a sick ass movie. I want to watch that movie and not the one we watched. Me too. Here, let's do this. The other one I saw that was pretty decent. That's a cool poster. If I can find it. It does have the uh the funny editing though. The funny editing thing that happened in the poster, which is funny. I can't find it, so. Okay. Well, that's whatever. All right. Well, 
that's a, that's really all we got, guys. I'm so sorry that <laughs> this is the episode you got today. I don't um, know why you're apologizing. I think it's a good episode. Maybe, but we'll see how the screams turn out because Bob has to go pull them uh, manually, and he might give up. <laughs> I won't give up. I'll just be sad. <laughs> Two different things. Two very different things. He's sad all the time, so there's not a big difference. I'll be sadder. Um, but we'll be back in a minute after those are over. Yeah, we'll see you guys in a second. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the outtake section for this episode of Beware the Board. I hope you're enjoying our review of Ravenous so far. It's a bad but very fun movie, so, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But if you do not want anything spoiled, please skip to 1 hour, 21 minutes, and 18 seconds immediately to avoid any more major spoilers from the outtakes. This first clip is Ben and I's reaction to the terrible music at the start of this film, but also a short conversation about David Arquette. Dude, this music I don't like. It sounds like someone trying to metronome. Yeah, I don't like this music. It is pissing me off, actually. <laughs> David Arquette. I can't believe he's in this, man. We've had him more times on this board than we have the rest of the show. <laughs> I know. I was going to say seasons, right? Yeah. Well, no, the same amount, right? Because we've only. This is the third time? Third time. On this board. I'm sorry to tell you, he's not going to appear in the last. <laughs> oh, he's not in our J Horror film? Oh, no. no. This next clip is Ben and I's reaction to the music from the beginning of the movie finally ending. Oh, my God. Oh, it's gone. The metronome. <laughs> it's gone. It comes back. I'm going to kill myself. Me, too. <laughs> it's awful. Goddamn metronome. This next clip is Ben and I's reaction to meeting the cast of characters that maintain the fort for the very first time. <laughs> oh my god! What the fuck? Do you just see that guy? He was going Super Saiyan! Probably you. <laughs> it's me and Dan. Is that David Arquette? It's David Arquette, it's you! Hell yeah, brother. That is the smallest little fort. I love this. I I hate the, I hate the music. Uh but this cast of characters seems like it's going to be awesome. Oh yeah, this is kind of a stacked cast. Like most of these actors are I don't want to say famous, but they're fairly well known, yeah. you know. <laughs> Our kids high David as shit. Look at the fucking blonde guy. <laughs> I thought you would love him. He looks like he should be in an early 2000s vampire movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Like, how do they realistically have someone who has bleached hair in a movie like this? Oh god. Like everyone else has had pretty period accurate like facial hair. Yeah. That uh, the the blonde guy's jacked and like. <laughs> Ridiculous! I think that might be the fucking uh, the image. Oh, that's a good (laughs) one. Just like he literally looked like he was going fucking Super Saiyan. He was screaming. This next clip is me getting way too excited when George tells Boyd and Hart about the Wendigo. No way! This ragtag group of motherfuckers is gonna go and try and save this lady. You just give Toffler a gun. Union boys to the rescue. His name is George. Oh, <gasps> oh, 
Yeah, hell yeah! I love that. Yes, this is gonna be such a cool movie. Yes. Straight up, Ben, one of my favorite cryptids, and I was waiting. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I love these fucking things. They're so cool. The Wendigo is one of the coolest, like, Native American folklore stories, like, of all. It's so cool. I was waiting till we got a Wendigo movie. Oh. <laughs> This next clip is our reaction to the rest of the gang getting slaughtered by Calhoun while Reich and Boyd are in the cave. Oh, we had a knife buried. Yeah, because they said it was a trap. Yeah. Oh, Hart just got a knife to the gut. Yikes. Get him, George! Oh! Well, he, George missed, but it's okay. George, no! Rip, George. Will Toffler, oh my god, he's raising that knife so far up in him. Shoot him, Toffler! For fuck's sake! Toffler's kind of incompetent. Kinda? Very. Oh! You little bitch! This next clip is our reaction to Boyd and Reich's encounter with Calhoun. It's not appropriate behavior. Not really. Because, uh, I'm pretty sure Lloyd's... <laughs> Your superior officer. Yeah. He's kind of a shitty superior officer, but he's a superior officer all the same. Ooh! There goes Reich. Well, Reich's dead already? <laughs> that would have been a good point for, like, a Wilhelm scream. Yeah. Well, he shot him. Well. Well. It's been grand. Reich's dead. He fell off a mountain with an axe in his chest. Yeah, but maybe he's okay. No way he's okay. But maybe he is. <laughs> awesome. You know what would make this a lot easier to solve? What? If you weren't a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I... he's trying to force him off the side of the mountain so he can go eat his body when he I dies. Mean, this guy looks like he's thinking about jumping off the side. I think he is about to. I don't know why he would. That's dumb as shit. He's going to die. Yeah. Super dumb. Extremely. I don't know what the plan here was. To die, I guess. I guess to maybe grab a tree, but that doesn't make sense. That was a very dumb plan. Very dumb plan. I mean, he's dead. If he survives this, bullshit. Very dumb man. He hit so many branches on the way down. Yeah, but they are the smaller branches. They do break easier than the big ones. I mean, you wouldn't survive this. Absolutely not. But like, oh, there's. Reich's I saw a corpse. bone. Oh, that was the axe handle. Pretty sure. It's definitely in there now. If it wasn't before. Yeah. <laughs> they are falling for so long. <laughs> this isn't falling. This is more of rolling. That was falling. Yeah. This is also falling. That was cool. Hey, he's okay. He's alive currently. Well, I'm not sure about that. That could have just been air escaping. See, that is a bone. Oh! oh. Why is Reich trying to strangle him? Because Reich's pissed off that he's dying. What the fuck? This next clip is Ben and I making another Always Sunny reference. I just kicked Piper in the face. Don't do that. Wasn't on purpose. Mostly. Oh, night has come. The Nightman cometh. No, I don't want to wrestle with you like that, Uncle Jack. 
we make so many sunny references it's kind of ridiculous. well it's because i know they automatically make you crack up this next clip is ben and i's reaction to even more terrible music <laughs> sounds like animal crossing music i hate the music in this movie this is can it, i can i put something out here yeah this might be the worst movie we've watched on this show. <laughs> like, I get, lowest quality. I get why people like it, though. I totally get why people like it. I it, like it's, it. It's enjoyable, but not in like, like a... This, is, this, this is, is a good movie in like a... God damn it. <laughs> like, I like this movie, but it's not good. I'll no. admit that. Yeah, that's a first for you. A lot of the... Well, it's just dumb, weird choices that don't make any sense. Yeah. Like, who approved this music? I assume the producer. Bad idea. This next clip is Ben and I's reaction to some weird, weird editing stuff that made Ben think that something was real, then it wasn't, then it was, I think. I could see why people would enjoy this movie, though. Oh, no, you know I, I, mean? I kind of enjoy this movie. I kind of, yeah, I also kind of enjoy this movie. Like, calling this a cult classic, I think, is... Yeah, I could see but it. But not like cult classic in a good way. No. Wait, where did this come from? You didn't see that earlier? I told you. No, I saw the light flickers. I just meant like, why? I don't know. Like, it seemed like something he was imagining, not like something that actually happened. No, man. But nope, it's actually happened. Hi, everybody. Welcome back hope you enjoyed those outtakes i'm sure there were a couple most of them are probably laughing yeah i'm gonna be honest. honestly i don't think bob screamed at anything the only is interesting one is i hope you got this in here is how excited you got when you heard about the wendigo yeah I got and really then excited. i don't know if you'll be able to clip it but how unexcited you were when you at the end of the movie when i went mm, no there's a, a moment where you where i go hey bob wouldn't it be weird if there wasn't any like full wendigo scenes and you go no <laughs> It made me mad. I'm so I was, mad. I was so high. I was so hype. I was so excited to see a Wendigo. Do we have any announcements, Benjamin? No. Yeah, we do. This Sunday is Mother's Day. Pretty sure. Is it not? Uh, Mother's Day is happening at some point. Yeah. We, we're going to record a Mother's Day episode. Yeah. And we're going to put it out on Mother's Day. Allegedly. I think this comes out the Friday before Mother's Day, so I think we should announce it here. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, mm, whatever. I just want to make sure we talk about it. If Mother's Day hasn't happened yet, and this episode is out... Mother's Day is... There will be a Mother's Day episode. Yeah. Let me think. And do everything else That's before it. I move on. Okay. Well, then, follow us on Twitter, at Beware the Board. It's where I post updates about the show. Anything you want to know about the show, I post it on our Twitter. On Mondays, I post a spoiler post for that week's worth of episodes. Basically, I take the movie cover, and I post it on our Twitter, and hide it behind the little spoiler thingy. And you can reveal it to watch the movie before we do, so you don't have anything spoiled during the movie, you know, when you listen to the podcast. On Fridays, I post a link to every episode that we put out. So yeah, check us out on Twitter. It's where all of our updates for the show go. You can also check us out wherever you get podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, a couple other places. If you have any suggestions, like somewhere you want us to be that we're not, let us know. Let us know. We can be there. We can probably figure that out. It might be a pain, but we could do it. We're also on YouTube, just because, like, why not? <laughs> At this point, uh, yeah. we have some cool thumbnails. Yeah, Ben makes thumbnails. They're cool. They're okay. This episode's thumbnail will be hilarious. Yes. 
But the best part about YouTube, besides the fact that you can like, comment, subscribe, and share, uh, is that you can leave comments there. Our comment section's real empty right now, and we're kind of hungry. Kind of <laughs> need some that we can consume. But uh, Oh, my God. A little ravenous. A little ravenous. Oh, my God, we didn't talk about that. Never Fuck that. <laughs> Bob is mad that they didn't say ravenous in the movie. I am mad um, they didn't say ravenous in the movie because it would have made sense. But, you know, you can leave comments in our comment section, and uh, we'll see them. And if you have any, like, suggestions or movies you think we should watch, uh, let us know there. Or yeah. just text Bob on Twitter. Yeah, DM me on Twitter. Tweet at me. Let me know. Slide into them DMs. Slither in there. Oh, God. Every time you say that, it makes me feel grossed out. Um, Let me think. Oh, we're on TikTok now, at Beware the Board. I post clips from the show on TikTok. If you're on TikTok and you want to support the show, check it out. I only I usually clip from the outtakes, and it's usually only the funny ones. He's just been clipping the outtakes. Just been clipping that's the all outtakes. He's been doing. So if you listen to our show, I mean, I guess that's interesting. You might have heard them at this. Well, point. yeah, there are some from episodes you might not have seen yet. You know, but I'm working on when I'm editing. I didn't do this with the reanimator because I lost all of the outtakes and I was having a bad time. And I want to do it with this one too. I want to clip more clips from the actual show of us talking, like this stuff from this, not specifically the outro, but you know what I mean. For TikTok, but it's just hard to find stuff that's like, what's the word for? Uh, usable in its own context. That doesn't require the overarching part of the show. It's difficult. But uh, on that note, I think that's it. Well, we'll see you next week. Yeah, I guess uh, we'll see you next week, everybody. Bye.